It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. I have a couple of wonderful guests in store for you. Um, we actually were all three guests on another person's show uh, one time. So we actually got to meet briefly before. Um, but I think you're really going to love these ladies. All right. So uh, let me start off. Of course, I'm not doing my quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham anymore. I'm now doing a section from my book, Everyday Awakening. Uh, this is the, the fifth week I've been doing this. So I uh, just want to remind people um, and uh, we'll see. Uh, so far, I've been getting a good reaction to it. So uh, I'm going to keep doing this since people seem to like it. So this week, let's start off with this section and it's called Working Hard is Not the Answer unless we are working hard on ourselves. This is a good one. Being ready to receive takes more effort than we often realize because there are so many things in our lives that teach us not to receive. From the time we are born, we are taught to just think of giving. On top of that, we experience all kinds of things that make us feel unworthy. These programs can be subtle and deep-rooted. They can come from family, friends, school, religion, and society at large. For instance, we are indoctrinated to believe that we have to work hard for everything to come to us, that sometimes even then it does not come, that we have to sacrifice and suffer to get somewhere in our lives, sometimes without a single reward. These programs are powerful and pervasive. They are also completely untrue. Life will always support us. When we allow the treasures of life to come in, they do. Yet allowing them to come is the hardest part for most of us. It often comes only after doing the deep work of untangling those ancient programs that control our thinking, our energy, and our choices. These programs are so unconscious that we are not even aware of the decision we made that pushes the very things we want away. The effort is not about working so hard to achieve some goal. The effort is about working hard to unravel the beliefs that to achieve the goal must take hard work. This does not mean we don't take action we must. Yet, if we take action after having changed our beliefs, it becomes so much more effective. 
Self-exploration may be difficult, yet it is always rewarding. Have you taken the time to explore your own beliefs, your underlying programs, how you operate in the world? See what change can occur in your life when we bring a greater awareness to them. And, and actually, uh, this is even more than just about awareness and, and perspective. This is a, really about embodiment. It, it's about showing up a different way in the world because it's, it's, it's a belief, it's a program, it's our choices, it's our energy, it's everything. And this is why I really uh, um, had sat with this for a while before I wrote this one, because I felt so much of society is about pushing us to work hard and be more productive and do, 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 do. Yet when I look around and I see most people who fall into that trap, they end up burnt out with all kinds of problems, physical, mental, emotional, relationship challenges, and typically not very rewarding. Um, for some people, yeah, for those people who have the right personality, the right uh, uh, archetype within them, it works really well. And they may accomplish a lot and they create a lot of success from it. But if you look around, we'll notice that's a very, very, very small percentage of the overall population. And while being more productive is great for society, it's great for companies we work for, it's great, you know, for making money, it's not always so great for our health, for our well-being, for being able to thrive, for being able to explore our creative sides, for being able to have the space in our life to develop ourselves internally, spiritually. So working hard, I say it's not the answer unless we're working hard on ourselves because actually what, and it sometimes doesn't even look like work, but when we're working on ourselves, when we're uncovering those patterns, those conceptions, those thoughts that are so pervasive that we don't even notice them because they're so close to our face, when we unravel those, then we show up differently. Then we live life from a different place. And while it may not always be easy, it definitely does not have to be as hard. Absolutely not. So um, I, I, I like this, this section. I'm, I'm going to ask that, you know, you kind of keep it in mind during the week. You know, I talk about these every Thursday on my show. And I hope that, you know, you don't just listen to them, but, but you take it in and use it as an opportunity to just observe or watch yourself a little bit during the week and see how does this apply to you? How can you integrate this into your own life? And can it make a difference? All right, beautiful. So um, I'd like now very much to introduce my beautiful guests. Um, oh, uh, I see on the Facebook Live, 
loyal listeners, Patty and Sanaya checking in. Thank you. I hope you all enjoy the show today. Uh, remember, type in your questions on the Facebook Live during the show and your comments, and we'll get to them. All right. So it is my pleasure to welcome to the show viral entomologist and viral enologist, excuse me, Penelope Jean Hayes and channeler and medium Carol Serene uh, Borgens. Um, and they're here today to discuss their book, Do Unto Earth, It's Not Too Late, which is a powerful call to action for environmental repair. As a former leader in the field of contagious and osmotic energy, known as viral enology, Penelope Jean Hayes is the founder of the Viral Energy Institute for Personal, Interpersonal, and Planetary Well-Being. She's appeared on television hundreds of times, including as a guest expert on Dr. Phil, ABC News, and as well as international, and is the author of the best-selling book, The Magic of Viral Energy, as well as two volumes of the um, titled The Likely Future and the much-talked-about new book, Do Unto Earth. Uh, as well as Carol Serene Borgens. Hope I got that, your last name right, Carol. Yes, you did. Oh, good. Um, who has the gift um, as a channeler and medium of communicating directly with spirit, um, with a spirit messenger, Pax, channeling Pax wisdom for books and the world while also growing her own internal peace and balance in a world of uncertainty. Yeah, and we're experiencing a lot of that now. Through automatic writing, Carol and Pax have brought wisdom and guidance to people around the world since the early 90s. Uh, their current writings uh, from the books, The Likely Future, Short and Long-Term Guidance from Source, uh, a COVID-19 expose, I want to ask about that, as well as Do Unto Earth, It's Not Too Late, Guidance for Repairing the Damage to Planet Earth, and much more. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, ladies. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Thank Sam. Thank you. Ah, so um, I, I always like to start off... Uh, to give my audience a little bit of background, I'll start with you, Carol. Have you always had the gift? I mean, when you were a little girl, did you see uh, invisible people walking around? Or was this something that you found evolved later in life for you? No, I, I've never been clairvoyant. I haven't seen a spirit walking around. But I've always, um, as a little girl, was reenacting what I had been doing in past lifetimes. Oh. Although I wasn't aware of it, I was okay. just doing things from when I lived in Scotland or when I was a First Nations person. Um, that's how I, I didn't have playmates because of no siblings and where I lived. Oh. So that was my uh, entertainment. But there was also a, um, always a knowingness um of, of what was about to happen um always that ability to sense uh mm -hmm. energy with people which has only grown over the years and, um, and, and when did you like fully embrace it like when did it really drop in in a way that like you knew it was something very tangible uh, that would have been when I began to seriously study uh, everything metaphysical, um, and that would have been in the 70s, like uh -huh. way back. I, yeah. was a, I was a student of Edgar Cayce, and uh -huh. 
everything he had written and spent a lot of time um, then later on explore, training in and exploring with, with people um, past life regression. It mm -hmm. is still a um, overarching um, fascination of mine, I do believe. Um, we've had we've had our past lifetimes and that they mm -hmm. severely affect affect I should say our current lifetimes um, mm -hmm. and that we can benefit from knowing who we mm -hmm. were and and when and such trauma that we may have experienced in a past lifetime that is challenging or limiting us today it, it can be moved, it can be released. And that's a lot of the work I do uh, mm. with PACs. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And how about you, Penelope? W when did you get sucked into this <laughs> crazy world? <laughs> <laughs> um, which aspect of it? So I work as a viral enologist, which is derived from the words viral energy. And that mm. is the contagious nature of energy in social interactions and those environments all around us. So I had been working on that and developing the Viral Energy Institute, started doing in-person group classes in 2010 through the Institute, but had been okay. writing and wrote the book, The Magic of Viral Energy. And actually, Carol and I met, it was about a year and a half ago now at this point, and I had gone to Carol for some spirit channeling sessions. And from there, we had obviously been acquainted and one day I received communication from Carol saying that PAX had wanted to offer support and wisdom to the Viral Energy Institute. And to make a long story short, Sam, we um, started that process and in a very short period into that process realized, well, wait a minute, this, you know, this is a book. And so it adopted uh, the title of a book I had been working on. I had an outline for a book on environmental healing through this concept of viral energy and through like this spiritual means with metaphysical and spiritual modalities and quantum physics. And this was the outline of do unto earth. And we realized, well, wait a minute, this, you know, that, that Carol was channeling the wisdom from PAX with my questions was that book. So we, we asked PAX, we checked in with PAX. Is this in fact intended to mm. adopt the title do unto earth and be a book. And of course it was. And now I'm just going to hold it up, Sam, because we're so proud yes. of it. I got little sticky notes in here, but look yeah, at this good. gorgeous, beautiful. Yes. You know, all of that came through in, a, in I don't know, two <laughs> months time. Beautiful, beautiful. So I didn't realize you only known each other a couple of less than a couple of years then. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. It's okay. been an action-packed time. <laughs> yeah, it We've certainly been busy. is. Because, you know, so, there's actually 11 books now in the PAX Wisdom books. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? All right, so so let's hold it there for a moment. We need to take a quick break. And when we come back, um, let's talk about um, just a little bit of, of sort of the, the working with PACs, what kinds of messages tend to come through. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we'll get a little bit more into the book and, and uh, the message for people, okay? Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook Live. And uh, of course, we're on all the podcasting app, uh, apps afterwards for the recordings. And we will be right back after this. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Daba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on Talk NYC. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock. Every evening, the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Today, we're speaking with Carol Serene Borgens and Penelope Jean Hayes, co-authors of the book, uh, Do Unto Earth. Um, so, Carol, I just want to ask you a little bit about uh, PACS and, and the, this uh, entity that, that you receive messages from. How long have you been working with PACS? And do you remember what it was like when you first sort of connected with it? Oh, yes, I do. Uh, Despite it was 25 years ago. Oh, wow. And by the way, I don't channel any other spirit entity since that day. Um, I was sitting at my desk writing, automatic writing. I was channeling other spirits at the time. When Pax came through, introduced himself, um, And very quickly, it became apparent 
uh, he was asking me to consider becoming his channel um, mm. for the purpose of putting his wisdom and guidance into book form and getting it out to the world. Mm. Um, my shock and amazement was great because I, I was quite new at automatic writing and wow. channeling. And mm. I asked him, why me? He said, because you're new at this, you have no bad habits, and you will change none of my words. Now, by the bad uh, habits, he meant in channeling. Right, <laughs> and, right, right. and so I, um, I asked for time to consider that. It was a huge request. Uh, mm -hmm. At that time, I had no way of, of producing a book, but I, I was undaunted. Um, I thought it through, and I took a week or two, and, and I agreed. And um, so I have been channeling packs ever since. It's um, I, I will use the term he when I refer to packs. Okay. Packs is not a he. Packs right. is the universal wisdom source, the 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 greater wisdom, the, the um, all seeing, all knowing. It has just become my habit to refer to Pax as he. Right, right. And since that time, um, uh, as I say, I've channeled no other spirit. Um, I channel Pax essentially daily. I have done so for personal readings for people, um, for other publications we've done together. And it is just my greatest blessing in life to be able to, to have this wisdom source um, with me and for me to be able to um, bring this guidance through. Um, it was, uh, it was meeting with Penelope that uh, triggered the ability to be able to publish in, in book form. And uh, that is where we are today and it became the next chapter of my life i see i see um so is it always only through automatic writing or or does it come other ways as well it has been only through automatic writing and when i'm doing so i occasionally will hear some of the words that i'm writing as a thought in my head. Uh, I, uh, I've never heard a voice. There's no voice. I okay, would hear okay. the odd word as a thought. Um, my conversations with Pax have revolved around the need recently to be able to voice channel. Um, oh, and this is now beginning. This is now uh, becoming reality. But um, I don't hear a voice, and it has always been the writing. Now, um, it's, all, it's funny, working with Pax, I'll think about something that maybe would be effective um, for, for bringing our work better to more people. And I may have doubts about it, but Pax will say, well, of course you can. And that led to my going right to the keyboard. And so wow. I channeled directly into the computer. The writing, his style is very large, very flowing, and it's not quick. Um, yes. I always did that one-on-one -on -one when I had 
a person, a client with me. Uh, now I do, I do all of our work remotely, doing readings for people mm-hmm. around the world. And I do it directly onto the keyboard, which shortcuts the process significantly. Uh, uh, I see. I see. I see. Um, I want to ask, actually, just before I go to ask Penelope something, I just want to ask you, when, what was it that made you sort of shift and like make this your, your focus? Like this is, I mean, I'm assuming maybe I'm wrong, but like, this is all you do and have been doing for quite a while. Like, like when did that point come when it was like, like, this is what I'm dedicating my life to? I became aware of the good that uh, is done when people get um, guidance and wisdom for their personal lives from PACs. Spirit wisdom is phenomenally powerful. And it was a number of years ago when I recognized the fact that I couldn't do anything better with my life Mm. than be a channel that allowed this wisdom and guidance to be shared uh, with people because the the feedback from those who had experienced uh, sessions with PAX was such that it was not simple pleasure. It was this changed my life. Uh. And this made me aware. And this allowed me to see that I need to work more on myself. Like you stated with your book, we need <laughs> we need to look within for our strength. And that is a, yeah. um, a major message from Pax, that our strength, our abilities are within us if we will go there and mm-hmm. recognize that. So it was at, at that point a few years ago, I recognized this is it. I, mm. I'm able to do this now and I will. And it's uh, a turning point. I think... I think when we accept what we've been given as a gift in our life, it it changes our life. And this was the gift for me to be able to give back. Nice. Nice. Very good. Very good. Um, Penelope, what first got you interested in just the study around energy and looking at sort of the energetic side of of life that that made you aware of like you know that there's more than just this physical three-dimensional body that we would deal with i had struggles in my early life like a lot of people do through my teenage years through all of my 20s and i had begun studying metaphysics spirituality reading as many books as i could in terms of personal development, you know, what would be the trick that would mm. change things around, you know, what would be that thing that finally made the difference. And I did learn a lot through that process and became acquainted with a lot of great authors and wonderful wisdom out there. But it wasn't until I experienced for myself what viral energy is. And that was something that I had not found in any wisdom, in any book. I had not at that point in my life found this. And so my experience was actually that I had a moment in my life where I decided to change everything. So I had hit my personal rock bottom. And a few weeks after that rock bottom moment, I moved, I moved countries, moved to the United States from Canada. Uh And 
immediately upon arriving in Nashville, Tennessee, I had, you know, everything was new. So I had a new career. <laughs> I opened my own business at that point. I had new friends. I had a new environment, this new city. Everything had changed. And it was this kind of um, opportunity, this quantum leap to change everything. So I began meditating every day. And so I would go out into a forest just um, very close by to Nashville, right outside. And I would sit there for hours if it took hours. And I would bring a pen and paper with me. And I knew that I would get ideas when I was sitting meditating. I knew, and also in the shower, by the way. So that I would get ideas and I would start writing them down, writing down philosophies, just writing down what would come to me. A nice word to think of it as downloads. Mm -hmm. So these sort of downloads where I was like, well, this is interesting because I didn't know I knew this information or this is an idea I had never thought of before. So you begin to wonder where does the information come from? Mm -hmm. So one day after I had been doing this for many months daily and for hours at a time, I was meditating one day in the forest and I mean, who knows, I might have been there for three hours or so that particular day. Mm -hmm. And I experienced a shift in energy. And I was sitting there just quietly sitting there. And all of a sudden, I started seeing the forest differently. It was almost as if it was sparkling, the colors were more vibrant. And almost like there was this dimension that was more than 3D. It was just popping mm -hmm. up in you know, almost like this shimmering effect. And I thought, whoa, what is going on here? And then this chipmunk sort of walked over my toe as I was sitting there on the ground in the forest. And I thought, well, that's strange. Does he not know I'm here? And these things started, you know, kept happening. Then this giant owl sort of kited in and I just caught it out of the corner of my eye. And giant owl is actually the species name I came to find out afterwards. Huge. I mean, a wingspan, eight feet long, just this majestic wow. creature. So it flies in and it lands right in front of me, Sam. So I'm sitting there on a cliff and overlooking this precipice of the valley and it's changing colors. It's fall time and it's all these beautiful reds and golds. And I'm sitting there surrounded by forests, but also on this cliff, this owl lands right in front of me. We're talking, you know, five feet away on a branch, on a tree that was just below this cliff that I'm sitting on. And it's just sharing space with me in this very close proximity. And, you know, I'm thinking, not really actively thinking, but starting to realize this is a unique experience. This is something special. Something happened. It was an energy shift had happened. And so I realized in that time, sharing energy, sharing consciousness with this owl, that the forest had accepted me, that my energy had become homeostasis the same as congruent yes. with the energy yes. around me. And so we come hopped up from our lives, what's going on in our daily lives and the dramas of our lives and our, our work and all of the things we're concerned about. And we bring that energy in, you know, that energy into our beingness, that presence, and we bring that wherever we go. So I had just been meditating for long enough that the energy of the forest rubbed off on me. You know, it's a viral experience. It's actually a passive experience called osmosis. Right, and osmosis right. is the process by which molecules move from an area of high concentration to an area of low concentration through a semi-permeable membrane. That's us until the mm -hmm. concentrations are equal on both sides. So I'm starting to write this stuff down because it's just coming to me, this download of, you know, wow, like just this passive experience 
affected me. It had this impact, short-term thing and effect, an actual long-term effect as well. And I felt very much opened up to, you know, next level consciousness in those gotcha, moments. You know, gotcha. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, did you ever look up what the symbolism of a owl is? Well, wisdom is one of the symbols. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. And incorporated into the cover of my uh, book that came later. But mm. yes, it was a it was a fascinating experience. But what it taught me was a number of things. And one of the things is that the highest higher concentration always wins. So it's not just mm-hmm. that we share energy, but the energy of the forest was the more concentrated, powerful energy mm-hmm. in that particular instance. And it was just then little old me. So I picked it up. So we can extrapolate that into our lives and how that affects us, whether we're at work, you know, sitting in a cubicle, standing on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, listening to the news right. all the time. We need to be aware of what we're marinating in. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Being more aware of the interaction of all of this and what it's the effect it's having on us. Well, we've got to take another quick break. Um, very good. I, it, I would love to, when we come back, kind of talk about the times we live in, what's going on with COVID in terms of the viral energy aspect of it and what PAX has to say about it. And then let's really dig into the book and, and the message and, and what you want to share with our audience. Okay. Great. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc. And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Penelope Jean Hayes and Carol Serene Borgens. Um, so, Carol, uh, you there was a book that came out just, I, I guess, a little while ago called The Likely Future. Yes? Yes. And, um, and, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and it, it, it's on the bio, it says it's a, it's a COVID-19 expose. So I'm just curious. Like, what kinds of messages have you been getting over the last year that kind of relate to what we've been experiencing as a collective and what it really means for us? Well, Penelope and I did two volumes. This Ah. is The Likely Future, uh, Volumes 1 and Volume 2. We were busily working on the Do Unto Earth manuscript, when Pax interrupted us uh, to speak about COVID and the messages that we got uh, and the questions that Penelope asked, which is how this works. She asked the questions of Pax and we channel the responses. So, so, so you guys are kind of like Esther and Jerry Hicks, right? Because Jerry used Absolutely. to ask the questions and Esther would give the answers. Absolutely. The only difference is that Esther was always a voice channel. Yes. But he'd set her down on stage and uh, call in the troops and she would begin the channeling. The likely future, short and long-term guidance from the source, the source would be spirit. Mm-hmm starts off by telling us where the virus originated, how it's mutating, how it's reblooming in people, how to potentially treat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. It was all there. And our wish was that these little books get into the hands of, of the scientists who could learn from them. We were told that it originated in a lab in Wuhan, China, that there was a young female lab worker who made an error in the protocol in Uh, what she was doing, had to cover her tracks. We were also told that the virus that was being developed in that lab was intended by the country as a weapon of war Ah. the plot thickens she had to cover her tracks when she made the error and apparently removed the infected bats as they were Mm -hmm. and there was a nearby wet market and it seems Mm -hmm. as though that's where they went Mm. Um, yeah so penelope Carry on from here. <laughs> I'll take the baton, darling. <laughs> yes, the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And Pax made clear that we're being given this information not to point fingers at China, but because 
this laboratory in particular has been working on coronavirus for decades longer than any other lab on the face of the planet. So they know a lot about this disease. In fact, they developed this particular disease. So what we have going around the world is not coronavirus. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a novel virus that was derived Mm -hmm. from a natural virus in the wild, which it's not anymore. And it was developed Mm -hmm. as Carol said, into this biological weapon not intended to be released at the time, but still the intent was there to develop the weapon, but that we need to work in collaboration with the Chinese government, with this lab in particular, and perhaps in collaboration and organized through a World Health Organization of some type to be able to really get to the bottom of it because the vaccines that we have right now are not the end of the story and time Mm. time will tell that. Mm. um, What what is the lesson... do you feel like that comes from this? What is the lesson for all of us to learn experiencing what we've experienced with things getting shut down, world economies coming to a standstill, all kinds of stuff, you know, our, our whole life being so disrupted in, in such an unexpected way. That man can change the world. And, mm. and that could be the negative or the positive. So the takeaway that, that I get through all of the work that we've done together is that we do have impacts on the world around us. And in this case, a very negative impact. We also look at what we're doing to our planet Earth. So to not be ignorant in believing Mm -hmm. that we don't affect the world, that Mm. we can't possibly mess up to the extent of causing a global pandemic or, you know, a a nuclear bomb or Mm. decimating the environment (laughs) as we have been plastics just dumped into our oceans we do affect the world and we need to be cognizant of it to take this experience and to realize how quickly our lives changed through human intervention in this case a negative one yeah yeah you know it's it it was interesting because early on i kind of mentioned on my show and it's just sort of an intuitive uh, flash that came to me that like this is just the first of potentially many global uh, challenges that we're going to have and that we need to come together to like fix them. Like this is not the time for us to being divided into factions and no. you know, you're right and I'm wrong that it's actually, this is the time for us to come together so that we can work together because there are other challenges on the horizon. So I would like to, to get into um, a do unto earth since you already mentioned about the ecological impact of everything. Cause one of the things that I find curious is also that, the um the impact of of the economy slowing down and businesses stopping and of this pandemic is nature has started to thrive a little bit at least i I notice it a lot because i'm in new york city right one of the most densely cities in the united states and i've seen barred owls in central park there's been spotting whales in the hudson river i just saw an article a couple weeks ago there were dolphins in the east river i can in my entire life i've never heard of dolphins in the east river so uh, when when we slow down and stop and there's not as much activity and we're not affecting the environment as much nature does come back doesn't it Yeah, that's the other side of the coin. So again, look at how when we set our minds to it, in this case, we were forced into it, but we can make that change and we can make the change quite rapidly that we have time to bring back the wellness of this planet in terms of environment, ecological, the system needs to be in balance. But look at how quickly we did change that. We've seen, you know, the ozone getting better. We've seen, you know, Mm -hmm. dolphins in the canals of Venice. 
And yeah. you mentioned quite a few things there too. So we have the ability if we want to, and usually we just don't want to because we're, you know, more selfish and more or or concerned about daily sustenance. So most people are concerned about making their paycheck and putting food on the table and we're caught in this system. And I think that system you alluded to when you read the excerpt uh, from your book too, that we Mm -hmm. get caught up in, you know, whatever it is we do every day without ever stopping to say like, is this working? You know, is this working? And it doesn't work. It might work day to day when we're hand to mouth, but does it really work? when we are affecting ourselves, you know, there's more cancers, we've got issues where we can't even breathe the air anymore, the soil's not pure. So is it really working? And isn't it time to to pivot and to change? So there is the silver lining in this and that Mm -hmm. we have pivoted tremendously in our businesses. Look at what we're doing right now. You know, look at look at how every business is now holding meetings in this way. And this is just one example. But we, and I don't think it, you know, it's not ever going to go back. It's great for businesses to also realize how they can lower costs and a lot of factors uh, within their, their business model now mm-hmm. with these new things. And we're learning that, hey, you know what, we could have a percentage of our, of our employee group work from right. home and it's better for everyone. So we're going to stick with a lot of these changes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I keep hearing all the time that, you know, we're never quote unquote going back to the way things were, but we're going to go to something different. A more, a hybrid model seems to be what most people are talking about these days. Uh, We've got to take one more break. It'll be our last break of the show. Um, So when we come back, I'd really like to um, dig into do unto earth, like what can people individually do? And like, what's the, 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 the hopeful message? Like, how can we show up better um, that will help us and the planet and, and help us to thrive better? Okay. Wonderful. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Penelope Jean Hayes and Carol Serene Borgens, and we will be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. 
Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with the authors of Do Unto Earth, It's Not Too Late, Carol Serene Borgens and Penelope Jean Hayes. So, Carol, the title of the book is Do Unto Earth, It's Not Too Late. So that kind of sounds like a hopeful message. It is, indeed. It's filled with hopeful messages. It's not a gloom and doom book. Mm-hmm. It does um, inform but it also shares what we can be doing. So can you give us some quick tips of like, what are some simple things that our audience can start doing today that can make a a bigger difference over time? We talk a lot about uh, the plastics problem. Stop Mm. using plastics. Um, We talk a lot about um, cleaning our water and our air. We talk about different fuel sources, the need for uh, cutting down on our use of oil and gas. Uh, We talk about electric vehicles. And there's a lot of daily things we can do in our home life. But really, a message from PAX and an ongoing message is we each must understand that we can make a difference We can make a difference. You talked earlier, Penelope talked about making a difference in the world um, as it becomes a negative. We also speak about the positives. We can Mm -hmm. make a difference in how we function as a family. Are we going to use plastic for everything? We can make a difference globally if we choose. It's all about understanding what is our motivation? What is our strength? Uh, do we want to be a crusader uh, no. for our forests and our clean air? And if so, do. If you feel like your best efforts are in your own city or village or family, then begin there. But understand that you do, in fact, have the strength, the, the guidance. You know, spirit will be there. Uh, with mm-hmm. people when they're on a on track for this kind of a earth changing um, plan, and everybody who understands they can make a difference will get out there and try. And I think that knowing so, um, people aren't afraid to begin to make the changes that they think will make uh, an impact on mm-hmm. our world. Pax has told us we have eight to 12 years before a fail-safe point is reached. Not the end of the world, but Mm -hmm. it may be the tipping point. We may have gone too far in our pollution by that time. So it's rather critical that we get on it. Right, right. And Penelope, 
it, it does seem like even in the business world, people are starting to get it because uh, I've seen uh, report after report that says that sustainable, uh, uh, socially minded companies actually outperform those that don't have a social cause or aren't uh, don't um, initiate sustainable practices um, in in their policies and what they do. That, that actually it it makes dollars and cents. It makes sense to to approach even business in this way, doesn't it? Well, it does, but it's because it's been popularized. So it is popular right now to care about the environment. And the lesson from that is that we, the consumer, will drive the market. We drive mm-hmm. what manufacturers make. We right. drive if there's going to be plastic or paper bags available at the grocery store. We're the ones that make those decisions. And yet we somehow don't know it, that every time we buy something, we're making a vote. And it is a political vote. You know, when we ask for a paper straw instead of a plastic straw, we are changing that. We're changing the consciousness, but we're changing what's been popularized. And as a result, companies just want to meet our needs because that's their job. So, you know, give credit where credit is due, but the credit is actually due for the people in this case. I would encourage people to continue doing that and get the book due unto earth. And the reason being there's almost nothing in this book that you have just heard everywhere else. I mean, Pax talks Mm. about that the soil in the great redwood trees is a purifier of salt water. You know, we have a huge problem of clean water on this planet and we still don't know how to properly desalinate water. Reverse Mm. osmosis is actually uses more energy than the benefits. And so Mm. we do not know we have all of this water in the oceans and yet we have a water shortage crisis on this planet. (laughs) So Pax right, talks about water. what's there's, you know, something special in the soil that we are to reverse engineer and to then share it with the world. This is just one example. Oh. I mean, we're talking about literally out of this world ideas that you haven't heard anywhere else, including what should replace plastic. It's not just, you know, stop using plastic. And yes, plastic is everywhere. Our clothes that are polyester, guess what? That's plastic. Plastic. Carpets yep. are made out of plastic. Plastic. So we want to become mindful, but he also gives the solution, which is hemp cellulose, hemp. among mm-hmm. other things. And so uh, to, to, you know, go in that direction, but to your point, Sam, this opens up new businesses mm-hmm. tremendously. Like we are on the precipice of the greatest expansion in our manufacturing, in our pivoting to new industries, in invention, mm-hmm. in new technologies, and there's money to be made. So for people who are only, you know, who maybe are only interested in that, and that's fine. We need them too, because maybe they have the money to make these things happen, but right. the consumer want it and we're going to be asking right. for it and we're going to insist on it. And that's what we want to buy. But all of these new industries are going to begin opening. And it's a time we are on the precipice of a time of huge opportunity in this sector. Right. Right. Yeah. It just reminds me of that old phrase. It's we vote with our wallet. And that's yes. the most important vote that we cast. It's, yes. you know, when we say, this is what I want, then, you know, it will be delivered to us. And we, but it's not just saying, this is what I want, but I want it in this manner. So it's not just about buying a bamboo toothbrush instead of a plastic toothbrush, but I want to make sure that the environment wasn't damaged in the manufacture of that toothbrush. And this is one of the things I find Actually, I feel millennials are much more in tune with this and and much more uh, 
present with this idea of what is the, the value? How are things done? Is it done sustainably or not? And, and there are some people even talk about, you know, not just sustainable, but we need to just start doing things regeneratively um, to actually regenerate the environment, not just to be sustainable at this point. Well, we are, we were too, when we were in our twenties, when you're a teenager and in your twenties, you don't yet have to pay for a family. So it's easy. You you get the millennials and every one of our generations. And really it comes down to that. They are free to do what's right. They are free to be led by their inner consciousness. Whereas sometimes as we get older, the responsibilities and things that we have to pay for debt mortgages, these things also factor in and that's okay you know, that's okay, but together we can make this happen. And we need all generations to make that happen. You know, one generation has the passion, the next generation has the money to make it happen. And maybe the Mm -hmm. knowledge built over time. So we need to come together, as you said earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, ladies, it's been such a pleasure having you on my show. I could talk with you for hours. Absolutely. Um, So one more time, can you hold up the book do unto earth? So let, let our audience see it real quick. There we go. It's a beautiful book and they can get it um, on Amazon and all the typical booksellers. Everywhere books are sold and just go to our website, paxwisdom.com and all of the selling links are right there on the website. So that's ah. paxwisdom.com. Wonderful. And is that both uh, for you, Penelope, and for you, Carol, or is that just for Carol? If people want to get in touch with you, Penelope, is it the same? Everything is linked through paxwisdom.com, but we have our individual websites. Carol's is her name, carolserenborgans.com. Mine is my name, penelopejeanhayes.com. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you both so much for, for coming on the show today. I, I really appreciate it. I, I, I love the message that you're spreading. And, uh, you know, I, I always say, you know, there's no point to argue about climate change because what we're talking about to solve climate change are things we should be doing anyway, even if there was no climate change. That's so right. it's, 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 we need to tr- sort of transcend the conversation and, and find a way of coming together uh, because it's only by coming together that we're really going to solve these huge worldwide problems. So thank you for being champions of, of such a beautiful message. Thank, thank you for having us. You're welcome. You're welcome. And of course, thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in every week. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Please go out and get the book, Do Unto Earth. Um, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends. Let others know about it. Um, and uh, don't forget, like we're we're growing here on the network on talkradio.nyc. If you know somebody who uh is, is a person who has a message and a passion and they're looking for a platform to get their message out and they're in alignment with, you see, we have, you know, very business oriented shows, very uh, spiritual, personal oriented and culture oriented shows. Um, please feel free to send them our way. You can always contact me at sam at talkradio.nyc. Thank you all for tuning in. Stay tuned tonight, 7 p.m. It's Graham Dobbin and his show, The Mind Behind Leadership. And tomorrow, of course, it's our whole Friday block of shows from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern time uh, with uh, all four shows. So just stay tuned. And if you have not yet, go to Talk Radio NYC and sign up for our newsletter, Join the Tribe, and uh, you'll keep you up to date with the latest. So thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you next week.
listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.